0: the Goddess Tarot Society podcast it is such an honour to have you here on the podcast listeners are going to love it shall we start with you introducing yourself how we met and these gorgeous things
1: thank you so much for having me I'm always so in awe of you I'm proud of you so it's an absolute honour to be here thank you for me all (laughs) So, yeah, I'm Fern. Hannah and I met at university, um, doing international business in Glasgow. So we found ourselves together in most of our classes, I'd say. Yeah, we did. Through, throughout university and have always found our way back <laughs> to each oh. other through varying points of life with years in between or meeting in Sydney or various <laughs> places. So um, we have a long, lovely relationship together. I'm, I'm currently working in the travel industry, which has been a, a wild ride with the pandemic at the moment. Um, but I've just handed my notice in, so I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! I'm making new decisions and just finding space in my my world for new things just making space and um, who knows what it'll be filled with but know that I just have to to move on at the moment so that's a little rundown of me so far.
0: <laughs> I love that you're making that fool's journey like quite literally taking that leap and the universe is going to catch it and I'm so excited to see what's going to lie ahead and I think that very appropriately takes us into our card of the day so we are going to be discussing the strength card and in general our podcast we're going to be exploring these major arcana themes and how they just come out in everyday life and how that looks different for for everyone and today we'll have our focus on the lovely fern so what does it mean to you fern to be strong what is strength to you
1: so for me strength has shown up in so many different ways Um, In my life and over the past few years, um, for a little bit of background on myself, um, but you know, but for for the listeners, (laughs) um, when I was 16, I became quite seriously ill with a chronic autoimmune disease, a neuromuscular disease called Myasthenia Gravis, which really, really debilitated me and impacted my ability to use my muscles. So I couldn't chew properly or speak or grip onto things or kind of use any of your your normal muscles. So for me, strength in the physical form of kind of muscular and physical strength was completely wiped from me. So all of my strength was kind of channeled into inner strength and and mental strength. So for me, strength has shown up as like resilience and patience and inner calm and kind of just determination to get through the illness and through the journey um, of being ill. And it was quite clear cut, a a difference between kind of mental strength and physical strength, because I just didn't have the physical strength I wasn't able to to kind of show up physically but internally I'm I had to learn (laughs) to live with this and I've always just been um kind of resilient to it and knowing that whatever comes my way you you have to get through (laughs) you have to get through it and I think for me that's what strength is so there's obviously the dictionary definition of kind of physically strong and muscles and the kind of masculine side of things but I I have a real connection with strength in terms of resilience um, because that's how I've had to show up and, and be for the last 10 years, really. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so
0: much for sharing your story with us and I'm sure we'll find out so much more. Something that you mentioned there was about this masculine strength and strength being portrayed as this macho or physically strong I think it's interesting that you mentioned that how would you view strength for the feminine side and in fact the the strength card is a woman that's um kind of got control and this particular deck the modern witch tarot deck control over a lion and it is a more feminine divine feminine energy that's in this card some actually see it as the feminine version of the magician so yeah what are your thoughts on strength as like incorporated with the divine feminine?
1: So for me and I think in, in Buddhism as well a lot of strength um, is used in love and forgiveness and trying again and kind of being open and empathetic I think it takes a lot of strength to kind of show up and, and help people or love people or or forgive um, and a kind of real sense of self-belief I think that mm. for me is the kind of Um, feminine side of it of kind of the courage and the spirit to be who you are and and show up as you are in a world that isn't always kind or isn't always easy um, and plenty of kind of fears and and hurdles to face but for for just that self-determination and kind of like really strongly believing in yourself that you can get through it and that you'll be okay I think that's what strength and strongness is to me just knowing that you'll survive all all and everything that comes your way. Um, my lovely brother, whenever I've ended up in hospital or ill or having a bad day, he always reminds me that I've survived 100% of my worst days so far. And it's such an easy concept to know that because everything that we feared or been scared of or needed strength for, we're on the other side, which I just think is such a wonderful way to kind of view view strength and, and strongness is that we've always had it and we've always managed to use it in, in the ways it's required.
0: Yeah yeah that's so
1: beautiful and with this resilience
0: that you're talking about do you have a specific example of where you've had to be resilient and a certain part of your journey um, as you've been dealing with your illness?
1: Yeah absolutely so with with the illness, it's it's kind of um, impacted me in so many different ways. So from school, when I was kind of undiagnosed and unmedicated in our kind of GCSE style higher exams, I couldn't grip on to the pen properly to finish the exam and I didn't know what was causing it. So I had to leave and it was quite dramatic and mm. not being able to, to do that. But in in school you can't just not go back to your classes or not go back to your exams so the resilience to show up again and again again, to know that it could happen like I could not be able to write and similarly it kind of moved through everything from wearing heels to doing presentations that even talking like this when I was at my worst I feared all these things because in the past I'd collapsed when I'd worn heels or in university, I'm not sure if you were in my class then, I physically couldn't speak doing my presentation and I just had to stop. But I couldn't explain why I'd stopped because I was so ill um, and not able to speak. But I then showed up for every other presentation that I had to do, whether it was in uni or a year abroad in France. And I think just the resilience to show up time and time again on having bad experiences and, and having such a clear vision of what could go wrong, um, but just knowing that if it does, it it just does. <laughs> and it is it is what it is, but just the resilience to continue and to accept what is, um, just continue to show up for yourself, because I think that's really the only person you do need to show up for and just be resilient in that fact. Yeah. It's interesting, you
0: had brought up the presentation because I was there when you were presenting, and it's not something I would have remembered had it not been such a monumental moment for you. Because, okay, you did stop during the presentation, and from the outsider looking and not understanding at the time anything you were going through, it just looked like you got nervous. And, um, and I mean, you can fully, like, I think most not everyone's a natural speaker anyway so you kind of get it in that sense not knowing the layers in the background underneath and it wasn't until maybe a year or a few years later when you're speaking about it with me um, and you said about how much that has impacted you I was like wow because from an outsider looking in it didn't look like it didn't look like you're really oh, obviously you're struggling in that sense but it didn't yeah. seem so um intense so it's just like you never know what I'm trying to get to is you never know what somebody else is going on in their internal world and just where we can have that extra kindness and that extra space for somebody as they're going through it as they are you know
1: experiencing
0: these different things in their life really
1: absolutely and I think that's such a an amazing point and observation as well is because we're so quite all of us are quite ego driven in that people will remember all the things about us or our experiences or when I wasn't able to speak properly or when my smile or couldn't chew or my hands were weak and it's such a event for you but you forget that everyone else is dealing with their own stuff and aware of their own surroundings and that's often helped me during this as well like the whole journey with being ill is that nobody is really looking at you or caring about you as much as you think they are and um, in, the, in the nicest possible yes it can be quite a hit to the old ego when
0: you do realize that like oh gosh darn it <laughs> I'm not the that. center of everyone's universe
1: well, absolutely but it's um it's helpful though because it allowed me to get up again and again and show up again and again because like you say you didn't really know what was going on and it's does not stuck in your mind that much and there'll be or more of that class that won't even remember who it was never mind that example and I remember crying all the way home from uni walking through Glasgow just so frustrated because I love speaking and I am confident but I think when you realize that not everyone remembers the worst times or the times you've embarrassed yourself it allows you to just show up again because in the end it'll just be in the past again and and will just move on
0: yeah yeah we really do and
1: Fern what would you say as your top three most courageous
0: moments in your life
1: Ooh. so when I was yeah when I was ill it was pretty all-consuming and there was medicine and prescriptions and hospital stays and operations and stuff and I have never wanted to make decisions based on that, in in terms of holding me back or making me not do things that I love or want to do because I was ill, and I've never never let it. So I'd say one of my top most courageous moments is booking around the world ticket solo and heading off oh, yeah. my own as a young female traveller with plenty of things to have to try and coordinate and think about, but. I just did it I got on that plane and was away for a year and I as I went found doctors that would give me prescriptions or take blood tests and I just didn't think about it and for me that showed my strength and being and strength of courage as well just to make those kind of life affirming relatively risky choices to travel and I had the most incredible year in America, Canada, Australia, Fiji, New Zealand and just um, for me just having the courage to do that because I think often we can be um, influenced by our, our life obviously which we should be but to not make decisions out of fear is 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 hard because there will always be things that you're scared of and fear will always show up but the only way to kind of overcome that is do the things that scare you. And then fear just becomes less and less of a, a thing and less of an impact in you. And um, so that's certainly one of the top things. And I'm back here telling the tale. So it obviously paid off. <laughs> <Like I> said, <laughs> always, we're always on the other side of fear. Everything that we feared, we're we're now on the other side. So um, that was probably risky in terms of the health side of things. But um courageous and it it paid off. Um, (laughs) I think secondly as well, um, just like we're talking about the presentation, it's not so much an individual moment, but just having the courage to step back up again. So I did a year abroad in France and they love presentations there. It just seemed to be presentation after presentation and that scared me so much because I didn't know if my voice would hold out. Um, I didn't know if I'd be able to to show up as who I am and and be kind of who I am there. But I think that took a lot of courage just to get up on the stage, well, the, yeah, the stage in the uni again and again and again for, honestly, it was like weekly presentations we had to do. And so just the courage and self-belief and self-determination, that's certainly um, what up there was just believing in myself and kind of having that courage what a test for you. Especially
0: after, like, that's literally not long after the episode of the presentation. And then the universe is like, hey, you want to do
1: presentations every week? I know. <laughs> no it didn't give me a rest, honestly. The universe has just tried to, well, has very much shown me how strong I am. And I think we all are. And it's very much like, a physical muscle and a physical strength is that mental strength takes practice and it takes facing things that you need to be strong in and they they always say you don't know how strong you are until you have you have to be and i think the mental strength is something that is cultivated and practiced and for every experience that you come up again it lessens it, it increases and you get stronger and the fear lessens and i think um it's I I love being put in positions that are scary or fearful because I just know that it will be okay I think it's um sounds silly now that I, that I like be careful what you wish for <laughs> I can't wait to hear the next
0: six months of your life after putting that out there I'm just kidding <laughs> no I
1: know but I think um I think that comes, yeah it's exciting and I think uncertainty and I go way back I love kind of the uncertainty of things um because everything is the only thing that is certain is uncertainty like we can't know what's going to happen in anything and we can certainly guide things the right way but as we know like even just a year ago or two years ago we didn't know that pandemic would hit and now uncertainty has been kind of like the word of the year along with like unprecedented <laughs> um the new and normal, normal. <laughs> So, yeah, I think um, the level of kind of uncertainty is is always good to to keep you on your toes. Yeah. Um, but in terms of courageous moments, again, I think uh, not to blow my own trumpet, but in just... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> blow that trumpet as loud as
0: you
1: can. I think just continuously living in a, a state of being courageous and courage, because I don't know... Like at the moment, I'm very well. Um, I'm off a lot of the medicines. I have no symptoms. So I'm in pharmacological remission. Um, But when I leave the safe shores of medicine, I'm not sure how that will show up for for the autoimmune disease. But I think just being courageous and living and just doing because. It's a really short time that we're here. And I think just having the courage to do the things you want to do and make healthy choices and healthy, do healthy risks and, and take those things just daily are courageous and showing up for yourself. And um, I think living is quite a courageous thing yeah. to do um, because we all face things daily that scare us, that change the way we view things, that really challenge us. Um, and I think it's just courageous to keep going and like this year everyone's adapted and and been like set in themselves and able to continue and I think just overall living is my (laughs) courageous moment as well just continuing. For sure especially
0: because where you're at in your timeline like literally you have just handed in your notice and you're about to fly off into the unknown like the unknown do you have a vision in place or are you just literally going to see what comes to you
1: I'm really quite trusting in the universe at the moment I just knew that I needed to make this choice my intuition was telling me and I've always been one to to trust that um and I feel really calm about it which I think is always a good sign or maybe just ignorant bliss. I'm not sure which one um but I'm so not a hundred percent on the direction. I just think we are all always guided. Um I was listening to a guy the other day called David Lyon. I don't know if you Oh, I've not and very fitting for the strength card, oh, with the oh. Lion
0: in there. I love a synchronicity of me. I'm gonna write down his name. Tell me more about David.
1: So he's um he's kind of a magician really and well, even better. <laughs> um but we were I was on a call because I've just signed up to a ten-week um, transformational course called the Thrive Project with um, Megan Rose Lane. I don't know if you know her. She is tell me more. <laughs> she is a wonderful, wonderful woman, and she has this course called the Thrive Project, um, and it's a ten-week course of like real life transformations. So detaching from the ego and kind of finding your passions and callings and living kind of yeah just tr- real true self living as yourself and he david lyon to go back to that he was on a call with with all of us a live zoom actually and um just in terms of trusting your intuition he was saying that a lot of people think oh i'm going off the wrong wrong path and i'm not on the right path anymore and how do i get back onto the right path and he just comment
0: had a question as well i get asked that many times in time yeah. so it's a good good point
1: And he just said that we're always on the path. It's just things come up on the path, whether it's a roadblock or you've taken a a diversion or you're maybe reversing. He was like, you're never off your path. You're just facing things that that come up in the way and you just have to take diversions like in, in real life. And I think for me, I kind of thought, oh, am I going off the path of a really kind of solid, comfortable job? But. It's just a diversion. I'm just taking a left or a right and just going going in a different direction. Um,
0: getting out the car, hopping on a plane.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Absolutely. What shows up in, in Tarot when you talk about kind of getting back on, on the path?
0: <sighs> Anything really. And I think it depends on the client. So I feel like shuffling the cards and it's more, it's more specifically what somebody's looking for like are they looking for some actions they can take so you
1: can feel
0: like you're more you're resonating with your path because I believe the same as you we're always on the right path but sometimes if we're out of alignment how do we get back into alignment rather than getting back on the path so I think the different cards that you pull out can just help see where the block where maybe some blockages are I know myself in the past two years I've had a really strange time because I've been in contraction ready to expand and I'm still waiting I'm like expansion where are you I feel comfortable there what's with all that that, like I had a tarot reading yesterday and it was super fun from Amelia she has the podcast tarot is fucking cool really good check it out (laughs) and my main energy at the moment coming out in that reading was death and I was like oh no wonder, well death, everyone, Fern's face is like, oh my goodness, (laughs) are you okay? (laughs) It's more that transformational energy, kind of shedding old skin, stepping into the new, but we need to go through that uncomfortable process, and I've been going through it for like, maybe about two years now, and I'm just like, you know, am I, (laughs) last week I was like, is it ever going to get better? Am I, Is, is it, Like, am I going to be stuck here forever? And it's like, no, you're not. And just sometimes a tarot reading coming back to the answer to your question, sometimes a tarot reading can just put you at ease to make you understand like, ah, yes, I am on that right path. Or, oh, I can take this action and maybe that will lead me to feeling more aligned, making me feel like I'm more in my path if that makes sense
1: absolutely and just when you were speaking there I think as well when you were saying is it going to come like when am I going to going to transform I think uh, one thing that I do quite a lot and it's cliche but is looking back at how far you've come because and how much you've changed and, and for like you and me like all the things we've achieved and countries we've been to and courses and people we've met and at the time it is just, you're, you're in the present moment. But to look back to who I was at 16 with this whole 10 year journey of illness, if I knew what was coming, I'd be like, wait, no, 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 don't, please no. But now I'm so grateful for all the things that have shown up, whether it was the illness or kind of relapsing and ending up in hospital. And I think at the time, it's so hard to, understand why all these things are coming your way and whether it's bad jobs or annoying people or bad circumstances i think everything like they say is a lesson or a blessing and i think that's just so important on kind of keeping you on your path and just looking back in the kind of rear mirror and seeing everything that's passed and, and where you where you've already got to um because it makes the future a little less daunting i think yeah, it's the perfect
0: it's the perfect cliche and I think it's such a gorgeous activity to do. I'm pretty sure I've done it semi recently when I was in therapy. When I started therapy back in November. Therapy is amazing. I love therapy. It works for me. And yeah, I was just writing down all the things I've done and I was just like, wow. Like, look at me, look at how far I've come. Maybe I've had uh oh, goodness sakes we've all been living in this world pandemic let's we need to cut ourselves some slack but um it's just amazing it's such a good activity i encourage you to pause the podcast or grab a journal afterwards and write down all your biggest achievements some of my biggest achievements like one of them was like passing my driving test i know so many people in the world have passed their driving test it took me four freaking attempts right my third attempt i literally oh i literally failed as i was driving out the test center would you believe it like oh my goodness so when i did manage to pass it took me like two years it was like a celebration and i passed on april the first so everyone thought it was just a bad april (laughs) joke so yeah it does like our greatest achievements they're all different to us write them down you're not in a job interview where you have to come up with the most exciting one or one that needs to stand out amongst you know, the many others, just get them all down and keep them close to you for a while if you're feeling a bit blue to remind yourself how badass you are, all the things you can do.
1: (laughs) Absolutely and I think it comes back to like the strength card as well and like just the resilience for you to keep showing up at the driving centre to take tests and like just the courage and the spirit because a lot of things that life throws at us do wear us down, like it is You kind of keep coming up against hurdles, and I think everyone is much stronger and has a much more kind of inner strength and spirit than they believe, um, and have always managed to get to the other side so far. So good, (laughs) Um, and I think just yeah, the resilience that it takes to show up again and again, whether it's something that you don't want to do and just knowing that you kind of have to to get through it, or and um, just the re- yeah to keep to keep going yeah
0: Britain yeah. resilience is so important so so important it's something that we're going to face time and time again and Fern you mentioned when you're talking about I think it was Megan Megan Rose Lane yeah, yeah. yeah. um with this um living as yourself and going on this journey surely if we're always on our path we're always living as ourselves so what would it mean to you then to go on a transformational journey what are you trying to find like what would be living as yourself what do you mean by that
1: I think for me um when I was in Australia I worked at this lovely retreat called the golden door and it's this health and wellness retreat and oh I would do to click my fingers to be back there (laughs) right now But they, every lunchtime or most lunchtimes or when the new weekly people came in, they always read this little paragraph about letting go and being able to kind of find yourself. And so it's similar to what Megan talks about, is that everything we want and everything that we are is already enough, but it's about removing things. So we're not adding things to us to to make us better or to be more of ourselves it's removing things that we've been taught or we've been conditioned to think or things that we've learned through the media or social media or kind of social constructs that make us think that we have to do and be this thing and so it's about removing these things from us so the kind of self-limiting beliefs of that it matters how skinny you are or how pretty you are or what you get in your exams or how much money you get from your job and all these things, when you remove them from yourself, then the real you is kind of revealed and showed. And I think that takes time to, to get rid of these self-limiting beliefs and um, kind of believing that you're not worthy of certain things or because we've been taught that. No fault of our own or no fault of anyone's really. It's just the world we live in and the things we pick up on. Um. So for me, this transformational journey is about letting go. And then you really the things that we are and the love and peace that we are is just kind of there at the end rather than kind of building up to something. Because in the end, wherever you go or whoever you're with or whatever job you're in, it's still the same you and the things that are in you just need to be kind of shown more clearly and kind of remove the things around you that are are holding you back from being who you really are and want to be.
0: Yeah I think that was a message made made for me (laughs) this moment. Do you ever just hear something in conversations and you're like oh that really touched my soul like that was a message for me And, and probably for other people too but definitely that one that one touched me as I'm going through this like this death process um going going through that shedding letting go I've been letting go of so many things over the past the past while different lifestyle changes things that no longer serve me stepping into different parts of myself and yes yeah, it's, it's it's a process so be kind to yourself y'all if you're going through this letting go process be so kind to yourself
1: absolutely and it's it's not easy because we hold on to a lot of these things like in the course we're talking about ego at the moment and we had to write down all the things that we are so i was like i'm fern i'm a sister a daughter i'm an employee i work here i live here and the point of it was like these are just things that you do like the job isn't you and things like that and so when you remove yourself from kind of the labels we give ourselves, so like partner or wife or employee, when we remove that, like what are you so it's not an easy journey, like you were saying, it's tough because you remove lots of things that you believe about yourself as well, not just others you You believe these things about you, and it's not it's kind of like letting go of something that you don't <laughs> want to let go of. you're like, no, that is me that I want that to be part of me. Um, and I think that has really helped me through my illness as well of being like I'm not my illness like it's something mm. happening to me yeah. it's something that I'm observing in my body and it's it's like I'm experiencing it but it's not me it's not like who I am it's not how I show up it's not my personality or soul or anything like that and I think when you detach yourself from the things that are happening to you and just kind of step back and observe them it makes it a little bit easier of going okay like we're just observing this it's just happening to me but it's not exactly who I am Um, and I think that helps quite a lot in the transformation of letting of kind of old constructs and beliefs. Yeah yeah wow have you
0: how did you come to that understanding of this like observing? Do you do, have you done meditation, it sounds like something taken from meditation, is that where you took it from or did you find it in another way?
1: Yeah, so just in the course, just recently actually, um, and it just, it really resonated with me just instantly, like you know when you just click with something someone's saying and at the moment it's kind of ego versus self and they In in a a lot of kind of areas of spirituality and kind of self belief and transformation is we're just observing the body we're in and the thoughts like we are observing them we're not we're not our thoughts our thoughts aren't always true or never true they're just thoughts and we are observing them and processing them and similarly our bodies when we look in the mirror we're just observing that through through ourselves and. Megan did a lovely meditation where you um, picture yourself back home in your kind of hometown street and you're standing on the pavement and you just get bigger and bigger and bigger like a giant and just rise above their houses and start towering above trees and you can just see beyond the trees, the houses and like see right over the village or town or city where you're from and just look upon everything And kind of like a bird's eye view of it all and she uses that to just kind of think like we're just observing everything that's going on and all these small little worries and fears just become so small and feel so small um, when you try and remove yourself from the situation um, and just kind of yeah observe it as if you were an outsider rather than it's something that's actually happening to you and it's personal because that's quite hard when it feels really personal and targeted but um, if you try and observe what's going on rather than be in it, it um, I find that really really calms me. Yeah. Yeah, it can be
0: all-consuming at times when we're big up in the fields at that moment because there's something, I'm sure it's a pretty famous expression, like, if it's not going to matter in five years, why worry about it now? And you can take that through. There's some things that I actually think, like, gosh, this isn't going to matter in, like, a couple of days, never mind in, like, a week's time. Right. Yeah, I'm, like, all cut up in, the, in my head, but that's okay too, and I think it's amazing what you've said, and that does resonate, but also not to shame yourself if you are getting caught up in those emotions which is coming into that that nice balance that little dance that we do
1: absolutely and something that david Lyon mentioned the other day is that we only have the present. so like you're saying with things like if things come up for me at work and i'm like oh i don't want to deal with that within it's within seconds it's already in the past like within minutes that feelings of they're gone like they're in the past already and then you're just dealing with the present moment again and so we can although we can think about and kind of mentally transport ourselves back to the past or kind of daydream about the future the only thing that we can focus on and actually have is the present Um, and just kind of really hone in on that which is difficult because you obviously have past experiences that really impact how you act and how you are and how you show up. Um, but trying to kind of move away from past, present, future, being themselves um, just focusing on the absolute present um, as it is. Yeah, that's it's
0: so important. I've been doing that a lot, taking it away from like bigger picture thinking. But something that's been going on with me is that I've been procrastinating a heck of a lot. I used to identify with being a really productive person and getting loads of stuff done and I used to love showing up to my job and giving it my all to my detriment kind of <laughs> burnt me out a little bit and then I was like oh, here comes Hannah with fixed dreams I was like oh let's step away from that hey like we don't need to be everyday hustling and bustling and then I fell to the complete opposite side so now I'm trying to like you know light a fire under my butt get myself going and i need to remember that i shouldn't be postponing things like i need to do it in the now like some of the little things i do need to do now if something comes into my mind um such as like a small task like cleaning i've just moved house unpacking boxes i can keep saying you know i'll unpack that tomorrow the next day the next day but the only moment we have is now and if i can just gradually um, anytime I think of things just kind of do them this is what working for me just now just do them it means it's going to benefit future Hannah otherwise the boxes in the living room are just going to be ornaments I'm already used to seeing them there so like right come on a box a day get them
1: out get you them packed away put a lamp on top of them and it's called done <laughs> I, mean, I know honestly it is, it's hard and I, I mean I'm not uh, amazing at it myself and doing things in the moment and just kind of getting it done but what's the saying they say don't put off something today no tomorrow that you can do today and just kind of doing it as and when it appears which is is hard but um when you know that tomorrow isn't guaranteed or kind of we always say I'll do it when I'm ready or I'll do this when I'm this way or I'll do it when I'm happy and it just never comes like those times don't appear they just change (laughs) and you just go I'll do it when oh no I'm this and that and we just constantly kind of push back on our own lives like we we just try and stall them and um and not want to just kind of be in them and live them and a a lot of the tasks are are mundane emptying boxes and doing the dishes or washing it 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 isn't exciting life-affirming things to do but um it keeps keeps everything ticking over and we don't yeah we don't have tomorrow we don't know that yet so um you have to be really present which isn't easy and I mean I don't do it all the time <laughs> I'm not some angel doing it all the time but I think it really resonates with me um personally and not not knowing when I'm going to be ill again or if I'm going to be ill again and then just enjoying the wellness that I'm experiencing um and just our health and wellness that we all have at present To just really kind of zone in on that and use it when we have it
0: yeah wow that's so true just to be grateful for all the things all the things we do have and tuning tuning into that and the beauty the beauty of the present moment it's so simple but it's just something we need to or should be coming back to more often throughout our day and especially the days that are a bit more chaotic than the others coming back into that that inner calm that inner peace so talking about that inner peace how do you keep that calm internal world is there anything you do to kind of center yourself any actions or activities
1: yeah for me I know what works I don't always do it (laughs) I know that getting out into the fresh air or just kind of removing myself from my phone or social media and the noise like we're we are in a world of so much noise like we are constantly exposed to things um, but to just experience the stillness so I have dipped in and out of meditation so many times Um, and this is kind of one of my limiting beliefs is like I'm not good at it I always think I'm not good at it because I zone out but it's a practice um, and you just have to stick with it so I certainly maybe not in the traditional sense of sitting down and sitting cross-legged and lighting a candle like I don't always do that but I certainly focus in on my own thoughts and breathing whether it's on a train or before an interview or before presentation I really focus on my breathing that's certainly and it, it you can do it anywhere and it's not a kind of big fanfare you just really zone in on your own um yeah your own thoughts and, and breath I think that really helps me and I think as well like I was saying just reminding yourself that it's all okay. Like we're we're on the other side of fear at the moment. We've always, like my brother say, you've survived everything that's come at you so far. And I always remind myself of that. Like I've always I've survived everything so far, whether it was operations or illness or um horrible experiences, we're we're on the other side of that and just reminding yourself yeah isn't easy it's your brain just tells you that things are going to be bad and things aren't going to work out and so to kind of yeah calm yourself that way and that we're on the other side of fear at the moment Um, and and I think like I said I don't I, I like I think it's a lot you're alive when you're scared and fear like it's emotions and I think we're kind of conditioned to focus on joy and happiness and love and all the nice things, but you can't really truly experience them without having experienced the fear and the being scared and the, the hard, hard experiences. I think they make, they make each other kind of glow. Like you have to have both um, to really experience that. So yeah, um, I as, as long well I do get nervous and I do fear and get scared but I think that you have to just know that that's part of being human and that kind of calms me as well like it's just part of what it is and what we are at the moment.
0: Yeah that resonates a lot and with, with that it's, um risen something up within me that I do when I'm nervous because I actually get nervous a lot like I get nervous quite a lot like before a podcast or before a big, when I was in a job, any time before, like, a bigger meeting, especially when it's with more so with people that I'm not familiar with, I'm not familiar with their energy, and it's not really fear, and it's not really nerves, it's more excitement, and it's how to channel that in, and I know fear, when you take it to, like, the extreme side, isn't just excitement, that's totally different, but it's then playing with the gentler side of things, where my experience with a certain feeling of anxiety actually is excitement and channeling things in these ways because we have these like funky old brains that are just programmed in certain ways that like sometimes nerves come up and that's okay and how can you catch yourself so it doesn't like spin out of control and sometimes just lean into it like this past year because I've not been socializing much sometimes I've been like hella awkward and I'm like so what if I'm a little bit awkward now and then like that's fine lean into it and that my friends is a practice I'm not used to that so these are just like different things that come up and um strength can be these like huge monumental points in life or they can be the combination of all the smaller things and showing up for yourself maybe yeah like you said fair and seeing these emotions as being alive like you're alive I know um the yoga with Adrian, that's what she says. When you're shaking and your muscles are kinda like going, you want to like give up, but it's like, no, that's your body being like, I'm here, I'm alive, like, hello. And I'm I now like channeling these little moments we have throughout the day or maybe it's within the week or the month when things are uncomfortable. Or it's just like, yeah, it's just it means I'm alive or it means I'm pushing through to the next phase when I'm scared like I'm always nervous when I go to the airport and I'm going on like a solo trip I'm like why am I here what the heck have you done like what on earth Hannah turn back turn back and I'm like nah you're scared because you're about to sit through this portal of something that's new and expansive and you just need to like break through that like break through it
1: absolutely I don't know if you've read there's two books that have really changed my perspective on on everything and it's Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers and Daring Greatly by Brene Brown and um, she is just one of my favorite people ever and Brené. <laughs> and so the Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway is a great book on kind of just doing it the only way to get over fear is facing them and going on that plane and going out back into social situations and doing the things that scare you and yeah feeling the fear and doing it anyway is what we do on a daily basis whether you're you're anxious about meeting people again now that where things are opening up or you're scared of a job interview and to just f- lean into that fear and, and do it because it either works out or it doesn't that's the only the only two things that can happen lesson or a lesson <laughs> So it's like, what's the worst that can happen? You don't get the job or something like that. And it's just redirection. Um, And she, she also talks about like security, like having security and not being fear is not based in things at all. It's handling things, like just knowing that you will be able to handle it. And so when you trust and really passionately trust in yourself that it'll be okay to just do it, Like whatever comes your way, just feel it, lean into it and and do it. And I think that's a great book for anyone that's making any like life choices. So leaving jobs, relationships, moving countries, anything. And just it's a really it's not that long, but it's a good book just to kind of learn how to overcome that that fear. And Daring Greatly, I don't know if you've you've read that one, The Power to Be Vulnerable
0: so I've not I've oh I've listened to an audible so yeah power to be vulnerable I love consuming books and like audibles it's just how I roll but yeah no you were the one Fern that told me to listen to that we met up and like we were bouncing off each other so well I think we both just discovered like the secret as well or we're talking about the secret it's like the gateway into all things spiritual isn't it and we're like oh my goodness this manifestation thing and then Like, we came together and you were like giving me all these different things to explore, and one of which was Brene Brown. Changed my life. Tell us more about Brene.
1: That's such a, it feels like a bit of a a dream because we were just sitting in a park in the middle of Sydney. Like, you'd flown in from (laughs) Asia and I'd flown in from America. It just seems completely ridiculous now that we're saying it out loud because we only spent that day together. You were going, we just Mm -hmm. happened to meet up in Sydney. It sounds ridiculous now that we're both sitting back in Scotland doing this but um so Renee Ryan has this incredible book called Daring Greatly um, and it's the power of being vulnerable and she has studied vulnerability for so many years and I have always really resonated with being vulnerable and she says that it sounds like truth and feels like courage because you just the power to be vulnerable and to open up to, because I guess the dictionary definition of vulnerability is like open to attack. And it sounds like a dangerous position to put yourself in. You don't, you don't really ever want to put yourself in a vulnerable position. Um, But when we see it in other people, so whether it's like being vulnerable enough to like leave a steady job or vulnerable enough to go traveling or start your own business or leave a long relationship, we like to see it in other people. We think, oh, that's amazing. Like, we're, I'm so impressed by her being vulnerable and putting herself out there. But we hate it in ourselves. Like, it's something that we just don't want to feel ourselves. Um, but courage and, and vulnerability aren't kind of comfortable. and it's. But it's not weakness. It, I think, actually, bringing it full circle, it's really courageous and strong to be vulnerable and to, to open yourself up to to that and to kind of just live authentically and vulnerably and it's an amazing book you should see my copy of it it's so messed up there's like scribbles all over it notes highlights um I'm not normally good at keeping books with me because that one's been around the world <laughs> with me and um, so it's in some state but I highly recommend that anyone listening reads um that book because it's like you say life-changing really
0: yeah you should have it as like an ornament like get in like a special case <laughs> all, the, all the time you have spent like highlighting it and making it your own that is a book well used um, and I always feel I don't know about you this is just kind of a signal I always feel kind of naughty writing on books <laughs> I think because in school you weren't know, allowed now when I write in like my own books if if I ever have like a book that is like my own purchased, purchased. I'm like "Ooh, I feel like
1: naughty brain in my book it does feel like that doesn't it but it's like the most common no not common common, most like reasonable place to keep your notes and highlight things like it makes so much sense um but she she also talks about um that we often wear like masks and armor even though the armor like wears us down and it gets tiring like carrying the armor around or or wearing the masks and then when you kind of relieve yourself of those and take off the armor and masks and be vulnerable and kind of open yourself up to, to the resilience and the inner strength and self-belief. It's really liberating. And I think like yourself has have experienced that in so many ways on leaving jobs and, and starting the leaving many jobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember how many trips of a lifetime I've been on now, how many jobs I've spontaneously left. <laughs>
1: But it's all work. Like I mean, without all those decisions, we wouldn't be here sitting, speaking, or being on the podcast. So I think in the moment they all sound really scary decisions, or like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> but like, it always, I think, just the inner, real, deep inner belief that things will work out is is true strength and, and courage for me.
0: Yeah, and I think as well, your intuition talks to you, like. As we know, my motto for the Goddess Tarot Society is trusting your intuition. And when you silence everything, you become still and you go with and you go within and you listen to these whispers of your soul. Like, I'm sure you can affirm this fair. And you didn't just think once you wanted to leave that job and just impulsively went. It's something that just kept coming up within you. And then when you kind of make that decision, understand that fear might come to visit. Fear might come to visit. And i was just listening i think it was the title was fucking cool just because i've started um binging the podcast we're saying that emotions are data like emotions are there as ways to tell us something to communicate something with us so how can you the strength card personally to me is how can you make friends with your fear how can you sit down and yeah have tea with it what is your fear trying to say to you rather than being like bad fear is coming out wrong and just start <laughs> batting it away and pushing it down and refusing to be vulnerable
1: absolutely and I think as well and um, Susan Jeffers also says that like pushing through fear is often better than the fear of like not moving and not making changes like and kind of with with my job like I certainly didn't I think that she also in the field of fear is like she, she doesn't encourage just rash decision makings and just getting up and leaving they're all based on proper kind of thought out through fear and I mean I've been thinking about this for like a year now <laughs> probably should have done it sooner but she it, it really resonated with me because I pick it up again and again. But the thought of staying in that kind of stagnant place scared me more than making the decision to just go and do something else. And I think a lot of the time we, we're we happy and most comfortable in our comfort zones. And we want to be safe and cosy and not, and not face fear or decisions or kind of risk. But for me i fear that more <laughs> than not doing it i fear the mundane and the kind of not following your intuition more um because we we often do silence our thoughts and feelings and intuition because we believe that that's the right thing to do within society Um, but she talks about um yeah pushing through it is less scary than kind of dealing with that underlying fear of of helplessness and not not moving forward
0: oh yeah I can see now that I've been in a place of stagnant energy doesn't help with the pandemic but the last job that I was in I just felt like I was kind of stuck and my goodness did that put out my fire like (laughs) that put out my fire that put out my drive I was knew that I had to just keep showing up day after day after day and it's my fire wasn't put out after a week it was after a year of doing that and I think oh my goodness to the people that have been doing this for decades that have just been pushing through maybe they have a family that they need to support so they need to keep showing up to these different jobs oh it's just like that's not my reality and it's not the story I'm living in but hats off but if you ever feel that you should be doing something else or following a certain dream like just go for it because as Fern's been saying tomorrow isn't guaranteed and I know we hear people saying this all the time but it shouldn't take god forbid something big to happen in your life for you to realize that.
1: Mm, I think you make it. It's obviously it goes without saying. There's a lot of people that can't just get up and quit jobs and move cities. You can't just leave your family behind and and not. There's so the, yeah, your kids, which is
0: very much frowned upon. We do not recommend.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of like the kind of big changes. Like they obviously take thought through processes, but just daily, there's little things that you can do to change that. Um, mm-hmm. And in just there's a quote here that I have about fear from Susan Jeffers. I'm not working on commission or anything, but it's, <laughs> but she just says we fear beginnings, we fear endings, we fear changing, we fear staying stuck, we fear success, we fear failure, we fear living, we fear dying, and it just we live <laughs> a constant sense state of fear. We like for everything, like she said, living, dying, every contrast that you can think of we live in fear (laughs) so whether it's getting into a relationship or whether it's going to end or getting a new job or whether it's going to be bad and so when you can face that fear and have that inner strength and inner resilience to just continue facing it because it's not going anywhere it's going to be a constant in in all our lives um forever
0: <laughs> yeah get used to it man
1: <laughs> it's
0: not going anywhere oh fair and this has been such a fun conversation I always learn so much in podcast episodes but I've you've touched my heart I think this was just a conversation I needed at this particular point in my life do you have anything else you want to share with our
1: listeners no I just want to say thank you because actually it's straight back at you I think you inspire me so much in terms of making decisions and leaving jobs and going to Asia or Everest and just doing doing things that you're so good at following your intuition and your heart and it's inspiring it's truly inspiring and I think as long as whether it's you or I or anyone else to just inspire one other person to kind of live authentically and live in fear but not in fear like with fear but let let it guide you positively rather than negatively and just have that strength and courage and spirit to just continue is it's a great place to be if you can um as long as it's not kind of crippling um and and it is for a lot of people it is hard and um, it's not easy and i certainly have days in fact just a couple of days ago i was bawling my eyes out because I was. uncertain about everything and facing fear um, but it's just being human isn't it and in the end we're all all living lives and we'll all move on and I think it's yeah important to just live authentically and with as much courage as possible. Yes mic drop (laughs) boom that is the
0: strength card Strength, strength is such a wonderful thing and I think you've just explained it to all the listeners like perfectly so thank you so much hopefully we'll get you on here another time in the future but until then it's been such a pleasure such such a pleasure we've dived into your illness so thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that there's going to be so many people that that will benefit from your courage from you know talking about forgiveness being part of strength all the way through to like what does it mean to be living our truth we've touched so many places and hopefully touched so many hearts and yeah all the best and we shall speak to you all soon thanks fern
1: thanks so much bye bye